let's get one thing straight here. J-Cat Morris is a motherfucking savage. He's a throwback to the times when men were men and they pulled no punches and they told it like it is and they didn't tolerate bullshit. And I think that's why over these last several years, Jay and I have gotten to be pretty close for the most part over social media because we don't really live close together. We met years ago through Combat Zone Wrestling. Uh, He as a fan, myself as a performer, and uh, we kind of touch on the fact and joke about how, you know, I guess our relationship really got off to a rocky start in the sense that he couldn't stand me, you know, uh, from fan to wrestler. And, you know, we didn't really know anything about each other personally, but he couldn't stand me. He didn't like guys like G's and everything else. And, you know, we talk all about that, but... It's just funny how years later we've gotten to be pretty close. We've done, you know, a dozen podcasts together and and how time works in mysterious ways. So last weekend I had the pleasure of going to visit Jay at his house in New Jersey. Uh, I took my family and I. Uh, Jay invited me and the gang because he's got a little flock of his own that he thought would enjoy uh, hanging out with my son and playing. And boy, did they have a blast and You'll kind of hear that throughout as we talk in the other room. You'll hear kids playing from time to time, and it it was great, man. Um, You know, we pulled up to the house. You knew you were there because there was a fucking goddamn San Francisco 49ers flag hanging from his tree. Mind you, this is the day before the Super Bowl, so so Jay was pumped. You know, he was in there doing push-ups and pull-ups and, like, you know. (laughs) That's not true. He 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 wasn't doing that. Right off the bat, Jay welcomed me and my family into his home with open arms, and he and his family were very warm and uh, very receptive, and it was just really cool because, uh, you know, a lot of times you get an impression of people through social media or or what have you, and when you meet them, it turns out to not be the case, or it's just a false representation of who you are and who people are, but, you know, everything that Jay and Nina, uh, you know, put out there, all the love and warmth in their home. It's it's for real, man. It's it's the real deal. You could feel it when you walk in. You could you can just see it. You could feel it. It you know, it's in the air. Um you could tell that he's raised a very happy and loving home there. Uh and he and his wife have three beautiful girls. And it it was just great. It was great to hang out. It was great to see the lair. See the lair of, of J Cat. All his fucking puppets and gremlins and medals and shit. He's he's psychotic, you know. He's a, he's a psychotic person, but you you kind of have to be nowadays. But as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, Jay pulls no punches. He tells it like it is. He calls people out when they need to be called out. You know, he doesn't tolerate any bullshit. You know, because he tells the truth and he is so honest, you, you got to believe he's also very honest about himself. Uh, he talks about that in this interview as well. He's he's very hard on himself, the same way he's hard on everybody else. And because he always tells the truth, you can be sure he's very honest about himself. He's very honest and open about his own shortcomings. And he's talked very openly about being nearly seven years sober now. He used to struggle really bad with alcohol and alcoholism, and he kicked it seven years ago. And in this in this little chat we have, we talk all about it, how it started, uh, how, how and when he knew that he had to do something about it, uh, what he did, how he replaced... Uh, the bad habits with good ones, and you know, he offers some advice as well. 
So let me shut the fuck up. Check it out. To all the happy people. All the happy people who have real nice lives and have no idea what it's like to be broke as fuck. I feel like I'm walking a tightrope without a circus net Popping Percocet, I'm a nervous wreck I deserve respect, but I work a sweat for this worthless check I'm about to burst this tank and somebody to reverse this debt Minimum wage, got my adrenaline caged Full of venom and rage, especially when I'm engaged And my daughter's down to a last diaper It's got my ass hyper, I pray that God answers Maybe I'll ask nicer Watching ballers while they flossing in they pathfinders These overnight stars becoming autograph signers We all long to blow up and leave the past behind us Along with the small Fries and average half pinus. But player haters turning bitch like they have vaginas. Cause we see them dollar signs and let the cash blind us. Money your brainwash, it will leave your ass mindless. No snakes slither in the grass spineless. That's rock bottom. This life makes you mad enough to kill. Yeah, man, fucking fired up. In, yeah, man. in Casa de fucking J Cat, uh, made made the trip as you requested. I do, and uh, you know, obviously, I wanted to break your balls. Like, let's just go ahead and talk about your stupid fucking hair. Like, what's with the goddamn '90s, goddamn Nirvana grunge shit? Like, it's it's 2020, cause like I, like it's it's mostly a problem for me every time I got to Photoshop the shit. But what are we, <laughs> what are we doing here? You just can't get rid of it. You just too, you like animal that much. You got to look like him in yeah, real life. Pretty much. Go- <laughs> Everybody's got to have their lane, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured I would just come in hot and just lay right the fuck into it and just see. Uh, you know, I I know you can take the bullets. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, since I'm on your turf, why not? You know. <laughs> sure. And, and as you can imagine, everyone listening, tomorrow's the Super Bowl. And I knew I arrived at Jay's house because there was a goddamn San Francisco flag hanging from his friggin' tree. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, you know, I mean, no other way. But, uh, but again, yeah, thanks, man, for doing the show today. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time and certainly having me and the whole family over. Of course. And uh, But obviously today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about sobriety. Uh because you're very public about being what six or seven years is it now? Almost seven years. Al- yeah. almost, almost seven years free of alcohol, and uh, you know, I guess before we even go down that road or whatever, um, was it was it just alcohol for you that you mainly had a problem with? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it, it was like I've always had an addictive personality. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, wrestling a sec, my dog hold as, as we speak. She's really excited about the interview too. You know what I mean? So. The dog just wants to be part of the show. And it's fantastic. You want to say anything else? This is like a very animal-oriented household, so they just get part of the Come podcast. Come on up, pup. So, uh, so, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Lily. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, no, this is what I what is, I want for the show, actually. Yeah, this is why editing is going to be necessary. <laughs> but, um... Oh, jeez. Hey. She wants me to pet her. As long as I pet her, I think she's yeah. good. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I always had an addictive personality, and um, I was always really a weed guy. Like, I was always, always a weed guy. Understood. And at some point, as I started to get older, I just said, you know what, like, weed's making me tired. Right. So, when I started to lean into the alcohol, I'm like, well, I, you know, I could I could drink some, and I could, you know, do yard work and clean half the house, but if I smoke weed, I don't leave the, 
the, you know, the couch. Understood. No, so I know how that goes for I sure. I started to lean into that. Um, but I definitely had times where it was like if I didn't have weed, I was a jerk off, you know, and that was my whole day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but when I stopped weed, it wasn't a problem anymore. It was just like moving on, you know. Right. Yeah. And I feel like for most people, that's not as difficult of a thing to either quit or give up or mm-hmm. leave behind. But I mean, I can speak for myself saying easier said than done. That being my particular vice, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. but no, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, hey, you. What's your... Pr- what, I'm what's your try to switch them again or <laughs> it's up to yeah i guess so. it's up to you <laughs> All right, whatever, me, whatever you think we're, will work best okay yeah yeah it's fine i'll just let it roll juggling animals in casa de jcat it's a goddamn zoo in here these niner fans i tell you yeah i, I don't else. have a, i don't have a dog in the fight i'm just breaking his balls <laughs> but uh so, you were so saying, where were we uh we were just saying how uh you know i guess you were had moved on from the weed thing and yeah. Done the alcohol thing because it, it didn't tucker you out quite as much to, I guess, accomplish things, but I guess still experience a bit of a buzz or a re- relief or whatever we use it for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I guess from there, uh, about how old are you? Uh, like where? I guess where? When? When? I guess my question would be when? When did you first start experimenting with weed and alcohol, and then when did it become a regular thing? Um, I first started smoking weed when I was fifteen, um, and then it was like that became like a daily thing, like pretty quick, and then it was just off to the races, you know. With that, it was it was every day. Um, when I was eighteen, I moved up north to my grandmother's house in Woodbridge for like two years, and amongst that time, I was still just a weed guy. I mean, I I couldn't handle four beers without being like on someone's driveway (laughs) right 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 um so it wasn't really till i moved back here two years later that i really turned it up on the side of alcohol yeah and and when you did that did it did you find yourself quickly addicted to it or was it just kind of like a casual drinker weekend drinker like most people or was no. it right, right right off the bat? It was yeah, a, I'm always a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, just with everything, like whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you feel, or do you know, if your your battle with addiction or alcohol, um, your addictive personality, does, is it more of a nature than nurture, or do you feel like some aspect of maybe your childhood or just your younger life, some something traumatized you in a way that makes you more prone to it? Or I you mean, just could you be. Just have a I didn't have like a great childhood and stuff, so it sure. definitely could be. Um, you know, I mean, just like anything, though, you, you wind up experimenting, and some things just feel good, and you keep doing them. Yeah, you know? of course. I smoked cigarettes for 14 years, and one day I just I I was having breathing problems at work, and naturally, when we would go outside, the first thing you do is you light up. Right, right. So. Right. I was like, oh, I'm having breathing problems. Let me go outside. And the first thing I did was light up. I took a dragon like, <laughs> what am I, an asshole? I'm having <laughs> breathing problems. Right, right, right. And I threw that cigarette, and that was the last one I smoked. Yeah. So when no, I that, set my mind to something, it's over. I, I can understand that because, like, I'll, I'll have a sinus infection or a cold, and I'll still, like, smoke a bowl or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to help the situation. And, and I'm also not going to enjoy it like I would if I wasn't sick. But I'll right. do it anyway like a fucking dumbass. So I could totally relate to that. Um, no, but obviously having known you for a while now, uh, over, over the years and just being friends on Facebook and social media, I see the shit you're into. I see what you do. And 
I concur that, you know, obviously everything you do is 100 miles an hour and you're, you're pretty much all in on everything. And, but fortunately, the, the things that you've chosen to, to do that with are, I would say, pretty healthy activities. Obviously, fitness is a healthy activity. I know you're into making hot sauce. I know you're into puppetry. I know, uh, obviously, you're very family-oriented as well. Yeah. Uh, you, you do the Spartan races and things like that, which, if you're serious about it, takes a lot of dedication and effort. So, uh, sure. it, you know, again, I, I see what you mean about the whole uh, all-in sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, what sort of things were happening where uh, I guess you realized that it was becoming a problem? Or, or how, how long did you know you had a problem, but you, you just kind of dealt with it? Or I, I guess what I'm saying is how how, how long did you know that this was destructive but sort of continued to do it i mean pretty much throughout i've always been very self-aware so you know the same reason a lot of people look at me and be like he's crazy judgmental like he doesn't give everyone a chance i do the same thing to myself that's that's what a lot of people don't get about me like right they just think oh this guy's an asshole but i'm a, I'm as big of an asshole to myself um right right you know so throughout i'd, I'd go through it and i'd do the same same rhythms that a lot of addicts and stuff would do and you'd say to yourself you know at the very deepest of your you know your drinking or whatever it was I don't want to be doing this I don't I don't want to you know I hate that that it's like this um I I used to wake up every morning and out of instinct I'd go to my DMs I'd go to my and I'd look like who did I fight with last night right like, right who like what apologies do I have to make today that I'm probably not going to hold up to like what what do I have to be ashamed of as I wake up today feeling like I got hit by a bus, you know? Right. Um, right. You know, I, I had some, <laughs> some pretty bad moments as far as that stuff goes. And I fought with a lot of people, anyone who disconnected from me, I don't blame them one bit because I, I didn't like the person I was. Understood. Yeah. Now I know what you mean. And, uh, it's, so it's, it's weird too when you can acknowledge that cyclically every day you wake up and obviously physically i'm assuming you would feel pretty shitty from all that you put away even if you have a tolerance it's still taking its toll on you and recovering from that recovering from the the social decisions that you had made and all and all that fucking stuff you had to face but like somehow some way you would do it again the next day you know what i mean or and 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 i i totally understand man Mm. and it's good to hear that because as you're saying it, uh, you know, and I tend to selfishly do this, but I mean, I I try to get as much out of this podcast as I'm giving, uh, to my guests and everything. But, uh, because I struggle with similar things, I totally understand what you mean in the sense that you get up, uh, you know, some days I'll be like kind of cloudy from maybe doing, going in a little too hard in the fucking paint the night before. Uh, Maybe I had a stressful day or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll just be a matter of saying, "Now nah, she's good over there." Psh, 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 psh. All right. Hey, meow, meow. <laughs> but it, it'll it'll just be like a matter of like, okay, like that's good, man. You're good. Like you can stop this now, right? Like you can. I think enough's enough. And then for whatever reason, something will happen, and you kind of tell yourself that, "Nah, I need the thing still. I mm-hmm. still need that fucking whatever it is. I still need that little shut off valve. I still need that little." Uh, vice or that crutch to get me to the next day or the next two days or next four days or week and then it just it never stops and and you really do have to 
unfortunately some people have to hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. uh and did you have any i guess besides those types of things were there any other like rock bottomy type moments um well i mean just to put it in perspective um what i was basically doing like by the end and for a good stretch up until that i was going through easily 100 beers a week um right i i was drinking 330 i knew i hit 330 packs a week plus some Right. I I work nine to six. Well, at the time I worked nine to six, and um, obviously so, still at the animal shelter. Yeah, because that's been eighteen years, right? Mm-hmm. So from the hours of six thirty at night to one in the morning, fifteen beers went down every night. Yeah, no question. It's fucking bananas. You know that yeah. was that was every single night, and it didn't matter if there was a party, if there was anything. It was mostly by myself in the sure. backyard with a fire going or something. Right. 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 And um, every morning just felt like you got hit by a truck and, and you kept going like, dude, I, I hate feeling like this. And you drag yourself into work because I had the passion for, for work. Luckily, yeah, I was right. doing something I loved. So I dragged myself there no matter how I felt. By midday, started to feel better. And by nighttime, was game time again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that and with alcohol, uh, the the physical addiction and the pull to do it again or keep doing it is very strong. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of the few things that if you quit cold turkey can kill you is it is that not the case i think i think, I think so. in i think in most cases like heroin doesn't even do that as as violent and awful as it is it doesn't particularly kill you but you can right. you can die from the dt's i guess they call it from alcohol but yeah. um yeah no that that's the sickest part about it to me you know and by no means am i saying that oh man you were sick i'm not saying that a- anybody that's dealing with that is obviously dealing with an illness sure um but that's always been like the sickest part of it for me, and I've seen it pretty up close and personal, because because my mom's a recovering alcoholic and mm-hmm. has, over the course of my adult life and throughout my life, fallen off the wagon a few times, and it gets fucking ugly, man. Like it just you know, in the end, when somebody's reaching that moment before they have to decide, okay, do I need to go back to rehab or can I get it the fuck together? Yeah. There's some moments where you're like, dude do I have to like give up here? Like how, how many strikes do you give somebody? Like how many, uh, how many times can somebody lie to you and pull the wool over your eyes? And, mm-hmm. you know, you start to notice the signs and everything yourself when, when shit's hitting the fan. But, um, yeah, <clears throat> I forget exactly where I was going with that, but, um, it's, 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 it's a wild thing, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely wild. But I, I think I was just saying that I've seen it kind of up close and personal mm-hmm. and I was acknowledging how, uh, the most disturbing thing is how it can tear somebody apart. It can tear apart, obviously, their finances. It can tear apart their personal relationships, sure. their family and everything else. But then they just keep doing it. You know, like yeah. you said, on, on the daily, they have to recover from all that fucking havoc just to do it again because they emotionally, psychologically, and certainly physically are just hooked, man. And, yeah. you know, obviously the goal here is hopefully some some folks will hear this and realize that uh it's not just them because obviously you you're not alone in this sure and uh i I guess something else i certainly wanted to focus on was uh what when, when you finally hit your rock bottom what did you what were the first steps and then or did you sort of add things gradually to your life to sort of take the focus off of that um well, uh, and again, just to go back real quick before we yeah. pass it by, but um, um, alcohol, it, it's crazy because there's always a reason. If you have a bad day, yeah, y- you need to drink. 
And if you had a good if day. If you had a good day, it's time to celebrate. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. So there's really no reason not to. Like Understood. there's always a, so if you're like, you know, and that goes with cigarettes. I've seen people try to quit cigarettes and it's like, I, I'm really stressed out. I need to smoke now. Well, <laughs> right. Clearly that'll fix everything. And then, you know, of course, there's a reason to go back to it for, you know, you you trick your mind into saying this is the reason why things are better because I did this and now I'm all right. But. So anyway, um, I, I tried a bunch of times and I did the, you know, oh, I'll just drink on the weekends and uh-huh. that'll hold up a little. And then you have a bad day midweek or you have a good day midweek. And it's just it's just time to turn it on. I think part of the problem, too, with alcohol or, or weed or a, a, any drug that isn't completely used up when you're done using it in that period, you still have some. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's hard to sit on it. You know what I mean? For me, I know it's hard to have anything and not use it. So if you did buy some beer or whatever over the weekend and you didn't finish it, and Monday, well, I got to finish it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And obviously there's a start you down a little snowball effect. Yeah. When I finally, and, and when it stuck, when I made my decision to stop, and I, I told myself, all right, I have a 4th of July barbecue every year. I mean, this is going to be my blow-off. I'm just going to drink at the Sure, the yeah, my last hurrah type thing. Yeah. So I plan on drinking that day. That was the Thursday. Um, I believe it was a Thursday. And then, um, so I go to work the next day, and Nina texts me like, "My friends having a <laughs> my friends having a party, <laughs> and during the daytime it's for the kids because they're one of their kids' birthday, and at night." The UFC fights on, they have a screen that spans the length of their in-ground pool. Oh, good. They have a board going over the pool, and they're jousting. Oh. And they have a full bar and kegs and everything. And I'm like, I've never done anything like that in my <laughs> life. Clearly, we're not stopping. No, no, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. So, Like, I've never done that before in my life, let alone <laughs> the weekend I decided to quit drinking. No, no, no. So I went in there. Made a bunch more people, you know, less fond of me, I'm sure, because I was a drunken fucking idiot and uh, <laughs> jousting and all that other fun stuff. And then um, the next day, I, you know, next day was so I think that was Saturday, actually, because I'm off on Sundays. So then Saturday, Sunday was just, you know, back in by myself, like like nothing ever happened. Like there was never a plan to stop. Right. And I bottomed out there. And that's what, um, or maybe that, maybe that was the Saturday night cause I was off Sunday. So then I just went back in Saturday night and, um, I have to look at the dates or whatever, but, um, sure. and I actually got on the phone with uh Toby Klein who I had talked to quite a bit and he was, you know, recovering from, you know, a lot of stuff and, uh, was just like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. I was, mm. I was completely just embarrassed at myself and disappointed because I had this plan. And then it was like, yeah, you go to the party and you're part of the party, but when the party stops, you don't, you know, and it it was just like such a helpless feeling that I was like, it it has to stop. I don't give a shit what's happening. And um, so that that was it. And I just had to lock in from there on out. And um, And what was that the end for you after after talking to him pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. You pretty much stopped right then and there. Yeah. And uh, I just, I just knew like this was it. This was like a sign, like, hey, well, we'll keep partying. But when the party ended, I didn't. Like, I just, yeah, yeah. Um, I had done one race before that. I did the, um, 
what was it the uh, foam fest and it was like a kind of like inflatable stuff yeah it's like like bounce houses with foam stuff in it as the obstacles so it's more of like a wipeout than an american ninja warrior type yeah and it was like real light it was like i it was like a 5k it was on a mountain the toughest thing was the mountain sure but it was just like once i did that i got a taste of it and i said i could do more than this i bet right so i signed myself up for a warrior dash now i had just quit alcohol and I show up to this thing, and it's like people with Viking helmets on and pitchers of beer, <laughs> Miller Lite fucking banners fucking everywhere. Shit. Yeah, yeah, you know. And it was just like f- baptism by fire. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, it's over. Yeah, it's over. I, I'm pretty sure if I was to try one of those right now, there's a good chance we're calling an ambulance. Just because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worked out probably since the summer. Uh, I was doing pretty well. I was in good shape around July, and then I got sick at the end of the month, like probably like early August. Um, when I say I got sick, I don't mean I had the flu or cold. I, I was just having problems. I was having dizziness issues, going to the bathroom too much, uh, weird, fucked up headaches, just uh, just symptoms that were I, I couldn't seem to shake, I couldn't get rid of for, for a couple of weeks. So, uh after after blood test, urinalysis, Lyme screen, nothing was wrong with me, and I kind of just shook it and mm. came out of it. And we we just more or less suspect that because of what my job was, and it was a pretty hot summer, that I just had some pretty chronic dehydration and mm. shit. Because uh, I, I was going pretty hard, um, working out a lot right after work, probably fasted and shit, just dumb shit, a lot yeah. of dumb shit. But um, uh, we were just talking about... um. Well, I mean, transitioning out of the addiction into oh, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. some physical stuff. Oh, I was just saying how I would die if I tried to do a fucking Spartan race. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just really good at forgetting the point these days of what I was t- fucking talking about. But no, I, I would fucking die. But that sounds like something I might want to give a shot because I, I need to have a reason to train. Yeah. I'm just one of these guys that it, it's hard after a while. You start going to the gym, you start seeing results, you lose weight, you gain muscle. But then after a while, you're just going to maintain. Right. Probably somebody like yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just going to train for these events and maintain what you've built. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for somebody like me, that gets old. So it would be nice to maybe have something to train for, you yeah. know. Because I've, I've never really been much of an endurance guy other than training for that 15, 20 minutes. You need to have that burst energy for wrestling. Sure. You know what I mean? And that sort of cardio. So, you know, that. Because I, I definitely need to find some other shit to get into. I, I don't have a ton of time, certainly between work and trying to do this and mm-hmm. fucking conquer the world and shit. You know, it doesn't leave much time for other things. But, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to maybe give that a shot. Yeah, I, I like it. And you're right. It is it is something to strive for. And it's, you know, once you get to this this age, there is no more sports. There is no more anything. It's just you and your job and, and whatever. So now this is something to aim at. Yeah, and there's a lot of honestly rapid deterioration if you're not training. Mm-hmm. I I notice any time that I'm not physically active, and and for the last three weeks I've been back in an office job, and like, it's adding up quick, man. Like if you're not mm-hmm. if you're not doing stuff, if you're not challenging your heart a little bit, yeah, your body goes, well, I guess we're dying. So yeah. like, I don't need these muscles, and I don't need whatever, and let's pack on the fat since you're dying. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So like. Yeah, I, I got to be real careful now, but yeah, just it's a matter of making the time. You yeah. know, I train like a psycho year round, and then <laughs> once a year, do. you know, I get like five, six races now, and that's my measuring stick. Let's see what you accomplished all year. Right now, you can see this is you know, it's not a yeah. video podcast, oh, no. but this no, is no, we're like, definitely we'll take some pictures for this the old, is like the past. Jesus Christ, what do you got like 
20, 20 things there. It I mean, it's like. it's quite a bit. Yeah, and, you know the bands are tough mutter stuff, and you know, but that's cool. But yeah, man. I mean, that's just. It's cool and then you start you to those. get into it. Like, I want that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right. know, to collect the whole set type thing. This one I had yeah, to do. We're three, looking at all his medals, obviously. Three races in order to get the big triple thing. So yeah, I that was that. cool. That was cool. I saw you put that one together. Yeah. It it's neat to see all this stuff in person because obviously we've been friends online for a long time and yeah. I see all the shit you share. But, and I did um, four years at a Spartan trifecta, which is like. So it's the beast, the oh, super, oh, wow. and so the, got, the thing, uh, the so 12 sprint. pieces there, pretty much. Yeah, the sprint, the super, and the beast. And does it have, like, the years or anything printed on them? Yeah. Okay, just to separate them, so, differentiate them. Yeah, it's, yeah, that shit's cool, man. You know. It, it's And it's nice to have those to look back on and be like, yeah, I fucked these up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I fucked these races up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's something to challenge myself at. And I did I did a couple, like, the fall, winter kind of-ish races and went, that's brutal. I could do it. I showed myself I could do it, and now I don't need to do it again. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Mild hypothermia in, like, October in Jersey. Like, I'll travel <laughs> a little further to do it in the summer. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you're psychotic, but you draw the line somewhere. Yeah. You're not You're not one of these people that is psychotic to the level that you need to – you're compelled to do a – uh, like a super marathon, these like 100, 200 mile fucking, come on. Like what do you, those people are psychotic and should probably just be put away. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I appreciate what they do. It's superhuman. God bless them. Good for you. But I think they should probably be put away in a special place. Yeah. That's like David Goggins. He's going to snap one day and kill everyone. Yeah. Probably. Like the, His the great, Spartan though. Beast race I do is 14 miles on the mountain. The first one I did took me seven hours to do. I was on this fucking Jesus mountain for Christ. seven hours. Um, it's something like 30 obstacles. I mean, you're carrying like a bucket of rocks up a hill that's steeper than anything you've seen in regular <laughs> life. Bucket of rocks. Yeah, like literally. And yeah, if you right, drop right. the rocks, you got to put it back in the bucket or go get more at the bottom and do right. it again. Like, and so there's that. And then there's people who do the ultra, which is two laps of that. And I don't. And they're and they're blowing by you on this mountain, and you just want them to, to pass away. Yeah, they should. They You're should. just like, dude, please let your heart stop. This isn't fair to me. Well, what it is for me is it's like, and this could be said about a lot of people and a lot of things. How about you put that energy into something else? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like put that energy into something helpful, other than your own psychotic pursuit to say, "Look what I did! Yeah. Look how many fucking miles I ran and things I jumped over and whatever the hell else." It's like I've pushed myself so far, I've, I've tried so hard, and then you have to show up to make me look like I'm not doing anything. <laughs> like you're the only reason why I look like I'm not quite that great. Yeah, <laughs> you know, thanks, bud. Yeah, that take chick- care. <laughs> yeah, peace off. See you later. Fuck off. That you're on your gr- second lap and you're blowing by <laughs> me. I'm I'm so proud of you. This is awesome. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> what was that chick's name that won the Moab 240? The Courtney Doe Walter. She was on Rogan's uh, podcast one time. Okay. But just just this little petite woman, you know, <laughs> just yeah. bu- and and not just won the thing. Like, and this is 240 miles or whatever it is. Oh, it yeah. Takes like three days or some shit, sure. which is psychotic not only one but one with enough time that like had it could get eight hours of sleep shower eat something like the next person took like another 10 hours no (laughs) she's a normal she's not a martian yeah she's from fucking planet earth that's normal Mm -hmm. but yeah man i think whether whether i think 
you're addicted to something that's a detriment to your life or not, I think all people would benefit from some hobbies like that. It doesn't always have to necessarily be a fitness thing, but anything that just gets people out and up from a couch, you know, doing something else between work and sleep, you know, mm-hmm. just, just something, some healthy hobbies and and whatever else, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the thing I really learned with, like, addiction and, and the way my mind works, a lot of people think that, like, uh, people who are addicts don't have willpower. I think they have better willpower than anybody. The thing is, is it's The will to not give up. Well, To I a mean, degree, to a degree. Like, to yeah. not give up your addiction, that's some kind of will, right? Right. I guess. And, and amongst that addiction, I mean, you'll lose your family, you'll, you'll lose your house, you'll lose everything you have because you're so driven at that thing. It's a really hard switch to flip, but if you do... You're more dedicated to whatever you steer towards than your average person. Correct. And that's that's why I think that willpower is immensely strong, but it's just it's a very, very hard switch to flip. Yeah. Harnessing the energy mm-hmm. or, you know, and obviously the energy before was misplaced sure. or it was being squandered, you know, or it was uh, coming out in the form of uh, Internet rage or, or whatever the fuck yeah. else, you know. And I think obviously to. To this day, it still does, but it, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, in in a less destructive way <laughs> to your character. I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I I'm on your team most of the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I just don't give a fuck. I mean, when it comes down to it, like I just I, I'd rather be brutally honest than you know pretend to be friends with half the planet just because people like you better that way. Like yeah. I, I did a lot of searching and trying to figure out who I am and and what I I really should be and. You do a lot of just trying to please people for the sake of doing it, right? Or you could just tell people how you feel, and they don't they don't have to take it and and live their life that way. But you know, it's just they're here in blunt honesty. And I've heard a lot of people be like, "I'm I really appreciate that." Like it's kind of shitty, but like like your boy Frankie Picard, he appreciated it. Yeah, and he really turned and, it into something positive. Yeah, you he see the way he turned the corner. Days. He turned the corner big time. Yeah, now he, he wrestles with a cigarette in his mouth. So that now we're we're clearly headed in the right direction. <laughs> he went from fat to fat with a cigarette. And I mean, that's having more stuff than he had before. Yeah, he, so. he's uh diversifying a little bit, you know. Yeah. Good good for him. But I, sponsorship I for, through Marlboro or cool. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's got to be a Newport 100. Probably. <laughs> there you let's, go. Let's yeah. be serious. Frank, it's Frankie. Yeah, and that's just, that's more airtime than he's gotten in a while. <laughs> but uh, now I'm the same way. Obviously, you know me. I don't really pull any punches. I I never really did. But nowadays, I guess it's worse because I I really have nothing. Uh, wrestling wise to strive for i'm not i'm not trying to buddy buddy with anybody i'm mm-hmm. not looking for a booking granted i will i would still take a backstage job somewhere guys listening drew gulak biff music <laughs> hey guys help out your friend thank you um are you looking for that backstage <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i mean whatever it takes hey if i gotta go the pat patterson route it is what it is you know what i mean <laughs> but um yeah dude fuck everybody fuck yeah. everybody I'm certainly at that point in my life where I I care about my family, and what else is there really to worry about? I think you're the same way. Absolutely, you know? and, and that's that was a big catalyst for you, I'm sure, in yeah. making the decision to say enough is enough and make that flip that switch yeah. you were talking about. You know, and that's the thing is like you know I I lived a lot of years of looking at myself and going I'm not proud of what's happening here, and I, I 
you know, I'm up for criticism and, and enough people said, look, it's this asshole. Like he can't even stand like, <laughs> you know, he's falling down the steps like this guy's an asshole. And they were right. But now that like I can actually look at my life and know that I'm proud of everything I'm doing. Right. I, I work six days a week. I pour my heart and soul into my cats at work and have for 18 years, even through addiction and drug myself in and in there and really made a difference. And my, my three kids love me. And, you know, I'm basically paying the mortgage in the house, going to be taking the house over within the next year. I mean, I'm doing a lot of good things where I'm proud of who I am. So if you don't like it at this point, fuck off. Like, I, I don't right. really care. And you can't argue with somebody uh, when they're, uh, like you said, doing the respectable thing. You're raising a family. You're working the job. You're paying for things. You got your shit together. You're taking care of your health. You're taking care of your family and animals. What's, again, what's not to be respected at that point? And, yeah. and I mean, so that's a good way to look at it, as yeah. you're saying. And they don't have to like me. But again, like, you know, I'm, I'll be 42 in, in the end of March. I, I have like 7% body fat. I'm, I'm running these races. I'm, I'm crushing it in the gym. You know, so if I'm calling a 23-year-old guy fat that's <laughs> supposed to be a professional wrestler, like, I might be a jerk-off, but I'm also pretty accurate. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's the truth, and people don't like to hear it because, obviously, you and I know we're living in uh, progressive times, and everybody's equal, and yeah. fat is beautiful, and gay is except normal. Except it's not. Yeah, except, you know, except trans that is normal, really whatever. Great. You know, and obviously, if you're not retweeting everything... Uh, for Joey Ryan's penis party, you're a bigot. Sure, obviously, um, blatantly. Yeah, I can't stand crying. any of that shit. Uh, not not the not the gay stuff, but I just I can't stand that. If you're not on board with something, you're an asshole. And, mm -hmm. and I think you you've addressed that on your show plenty of times. Where uh, and, and <laughs> just to break your balls again, I love how often you talk about wrestling and you say you don't watch wrestling. <laughs> You're like, look, I don't watch this shit. I don't care about this shit. But here's why it fucking sucks. I'm just going to tell, yeah. tell you why it fucking blows, even though I'm, I swear to you I don't care. I don't watch it. <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten to be pretty sickened with it, but it's like if you watch like – 10 years of a show right i'm right there with and you. stopped watching it you know the characters right that's why we talk about czw so much right you know we, we talk about it because we invested so much time in it and we can't help but uh fucking scoff and laugh at what it's become and it just never ceases to get worse yeah somehow yeah. i somehow some way to fucking just czw to me is like an ex-girlfriend and now i'm watching <laughs> a run around bang crackheads and i'm like i can't not comment on this yeah. this is impossible for me to ignore like, i cared about you you used to look better than this like yeah. what the fuck happened to you yeah you were a bad bitch what's going on yeah here? this is <laughs> oh god man just in reflecting on that you would talk you've talked recently about how you would go to czw shows and that was a party you know oh, yeah. I mean? and i'm sure when did you stop stop going to czw because mm. i mean you've been clean for almost seven years yeah. uh i've been out of the game for uh, uh i stopped in 2016 so four years um just um, wondering if it was like a problem for you to try to go back to that and not want to be part of the party no, I mean, I went and it was like because I went to the, the tournament of death that I got cut at, you know, that that one, mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. year that was. Um, that was one of my last And you shows. weren't drinking? You were then? No, I wasn't. Oh, right, right. No, I was done. And it was like. Perfect. 
Yeah, I mean, but when I used to go to Tournament of Death, it was, you know, like they say, death stock. You got a cooler in front of you watching a wrestling show (laughs) and trying to figure out, like, can you walk at the end of the show or not? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I I remember one Tournament of Death, I took, I think, four pictures with Takeda. I had no idea I already took pictures. <laughs> hey, man. Hey he was man. the sweetest guy in the world. You found four pictures later on your phone? You know, yeah, like, on, on the camera, yeah. yeah. It was just oh, like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, your camera. I just kept right. asking him, like, did I get a picture? Can I get a picture? And he's I was probably, like, dude. I probably like, okay, you fuck. Yeah, he's <laughs> All day long with this guy He, he felt bad for you. He thought you were retarded. But he's Japanese. They love pictures, too. So I <laughs> yeah, think it was probably care. normal to him, you right. know? Right. Um, super talented guy. And, you know, I just wanted to continue to take pictures with him on uh yeah, he lives in the other room now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, so, I mean, it was like it was a completely different situation. And it was just like, wow, these people are fucked up. But that used to be me, too. Yeah. So it's but you see it a little more clearly when you're not p- part of the gang anymore. You're like, man, I was doing this. That probably yeah. like really helped you even just solidify your decision. Like, oh, this was the move. This, yeah. this was the fucking move. Yeah. I had been sober a while, but like, yeah, it's it's night and day. Like, I I'm not tempted at all when I'm around drunk people. It's like it's like being around a child, because you have to keep answering them. Like, no, no, I know, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. you told me about your boss. Sounds like a dick. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. No, I I told you earlier. <laughs> no, I agree with you. No, I definitely want to hear about your other bullshit. Yeah, no, but, like yeah, and I, and I want you to spit in my face as you do it too. <laughs> you know yeah, it's I mean? great. Like, and, well, it, you keep having to go over things. You have to like, no, no, I, I think you're totally tough. Sure. No, you could. Yeah, you could kick everyone's ass. Of course you can. Yeah. It is I like know you kid. can lift a lot of weight. I'm sure you used to be in better shape. I'm sure. It's all right. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you have a 44-inch vertical. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no problem, man. Yeah. Fucking people, man. Yeah, it's it, it, it is something else when you have that opportunity to be like, oh, man. And you can kind of sometimes, too. It's a matter of like putting shit in front of you, like your damage, and and that could be how many beers you drank, how many uh, cases of something or vials of this or whatever, and like you put it in front of yourself, and you're like, well, that's a lot of money. When how, how long did it take me to accumulate this? And you're like, oh boy, mm. that's not going to be good for anybody, you know. And yeah, just the, those sort of like shocking statistics you need once in a while too, yeah. uh, if you're not. Along with surveying your old fucking running buddies, you know what yeah. I mean. That was another thing that you know. As you you look around my room, I got I got life size gremlins. They cost me two fifty each. They're now worth a thousand dollars each because right, right. they're a limited edition or whatever. Cool. Um, you know, I got life size the the puppets. Um, because when I when I quit, I just knew I was throwing money in the garbage every single week. Sure, you don't daily. get it back. You can't do anything else with it. You you drank it. You pissed it out. That's it. Um, so now I have like disposable income that I could I could put into something that I'll have and I can continue to enjoy. And it's like that's that's your reward at the end of that. It's like remember all that time you were throwing money away. Go ahead and do some more of that, but enjoy what you have forever. It's it's the the value uh, of actual things instead of just valuing the relief that you were providing for yourself. And again, man, like I'm right there with you. And one of the things, and you'll know what I'm talking about because you're a Joey Diaz fan and you listen to the church, what's happening now. Like I do. Mm -hmm. One of the things that really helped me fucking pull the trigger and go, okay, dude, like enough of like, I'm saving up for this equipment. Like 
just get the money together for the equipment. You have the money. It, w- it was his podcast about frustration that he did a month or two, two months ago, mm-hmm. something. And it was just one of those solo casts where he just talks about a topic for a little while. And it was just all about frustration and how, like, when you're frustrated, it can come from, it comes from you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Other outside things can be what's frustrating you. But the frustration comes from you and what you're not doing to change that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I even touched on that in my retirement speech a little bit, just about how if you're unhappy with your life, you are ultimately the one responsible for the situation you're in, and you're also ultimately responsible for being able to get out of it. If you don't like the girl you're with, your job, uh, whatever the thing is, you don't like that you're addicted to something, it's up to you, man. It's it's yeah. a thousand percent up to you. And I guess along with the other thing he sort of mentioned about the frustration or along the same vein is it it comes from something you're not doing. If you if you have that money for the weed, if you have that money for the alcohol, you you have the money for the podcast equipment. Mm-hmm. So just fucking do that and yeah. do without the thing that you don't need. Yeah. And it's just hard to convince your addicted mind that I don't need it. Yeah. And, and that's uh, at the end of the day it's telling yourself I don't need that. Tomorrow's going to come whether I got high or drunk or not. Mm-hmm. It's just a hard reality to fucking deal with. Yeah. I mean, you hear some of these people that say they have $400 a day drug habits. and like, You can make $400 a day? Well, no. Well, but you, you can. You are. You are. Can you put that somewhere and just come back to it in a few weeks? Because you'll be fucking pretty happy with your decision. <laughs> like, that's $400 they, a day. They find a way to make it work, you know? Yeah, man. Like, we were just talking about people some people are addicted to like scratch off lottery tickets it's like sure it's something different i guess it's not exactly the same sort of biofeedback but to a degree it is that psychological dopamine rush of like scratching off the ticket am i, am I a winner am i a winner yeah no uh or yeah like you yeah. know what i mean and it's it's a very similar thing and i i think for sure that's something that you found in your racing and in the working out Sure. Obviously, a lot of people talk about runners' highs and all the endorphin rushes from working out. I've experienced some of that, mm-hmm. uh, but again, I've, like I said, I never did any of the long distance running to even give that a fucking chance. You I know? hate running. I really, really. Oh hate yeah, that's running. right. I remember you said you hate like running. I, I do it because it's part of the races, but I'm an obstacle guy. I'm really good with those, and the running is just like something that comes with it. And right. if I could get myself running on a regular basis i would do so much better in my races and it's so <laughs> difficult to get me going yeah know? because once, it's a time consuming thing too yeah you know? once i get going i can extend my runs i can go for a five mile run and then while i'm almost at five go just let me take another turn and next <laughs> thing you know i'm at eight miles and i'm like oh okay that that's way better than i thought i was gonna but just getting out there is like the the biggest step for sure I I can I think most people would agree that's sort of the whole principle. Just getting to the gym a lot of the times mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I'm here and now let's do the thing. But just getting there a lot of the time, walking in, getting changed, getting started, yeah. usually usually the fucking problem. Yeah, but yeah, that's not something that ever appealed to me. Even even before I had like shitty knees and hips and everything else from wrestling, I was just like, I hate this. It's just so drudging and. You know, just a constant boring activity. And unless you're listening to music or something interesting, I I don't know how some people just go out there cold turkey. They're just like listening to their breath and shit. But, you know, to each their own. 
But you know, that's a, you learn that too with addiction overall. It's just the easiest path is always just not doing or to just continue to do what you're comfortable with, even if it's the worst thing for you. Sure. You know, outside of your comfort zone is where you make progress in everything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the hardest thing to get yourself to do. But if you can, that's that's where the switches are flipped and you start to actually make progress. Yeah. And I, I think all people are just set in their ways. I think most humans are just kind of habitual creatures. And you and I both, uh, it's it's hard to step outside your comfort zone, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be anything. Uh, how you eat. Uh, maybe clothes that you like to wear how you brush your fucking hair you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. then obviously all these things aren't things anyone needs to change but whatever those changes are that anybody needs to make to be a better you tomorrow the next week next month whatever it just needs to be done and and that's why guys like jay and i exist to let you know when you're fucking up when yeah. you're when you're a fat fuck <laughs> when, when you constantly change personal trainers and don't lose a pound I don't know. Do you know anybody like that, Jay? Do you know anybody that... No, no way. There's nobody that we know. Couldn't be any uh, fat lariat guys. (laughs) (laughs) You don't mean the lariat god DJ Hyde. He's the best wrestler in the world. Clearly. Fucking piece of shit. But, you know, if I could say anything motivational as far as, like, taking a step in the right direction, whether it be physically or, you know substance-wise or whatever, is compete with yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Just compete right. with yourself. And if you if you did one push-up today, try to do two tomorrow. Right. And before you know it, you're doing 85 push-ups, and people are going, how the fuck are you doing that many push-ups? Well, just start where you start. Yeah. And you'll see me. And if you can't do one, do one. Do, do the girly one from your knees. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can't do any push-ups, just get on the floor and get off the floor. You know, like he's he's literally saying, start wherever the fuck starting is for you. There's people that have to learn how to walk again. They don't, no, people don't just stand them up and let them fucking fall on the floor. You know, like they start by holding on to rails and holding on to people and standing up slowly and then just sitting the fuck down. They don't, <laughs> they don't just run, you know. So start wherever starting is for you. Make that decision to stop doing the thing that's hurting you and, and go from there. Yeah. Because you start getting in the gym, you'll start looking at these big jacked up dudes and you'll be like, I want to lift the shit they're lifting. <laughs> and if you don't do that and you just compete with your own numbers, before you know it, people are looking at you going, I want to lift what he's lifting. And you don't even know how you got there. You're right. just focused on your own shit. Right. And, and reach out to people. Use use whatever your network is. Uh, if you don't know how to work out and you know somebody that does, ask them for advice. Uh, y- you name it whatever the example is there reach out to somebody that can help you put it out there on social media hey i'm looking to train jujitsu anybody have a school uh Mm -hmm. somewhere to recommend anybody know what things i should look for and what not to you know should i trust these reviews or not whatever you got to start somewhere man and everybody does ddp yoga is great i I dabbled with that a bunch i'm starting to get into it again now because i started to do it and then as soon as my muscles started to go like all right you could do some stuff i was like enough with this and went to the gym i didn't get through three discs you know what i mean i I got a whole set of discs but i only got through three of them because then i was like i'm going to the gym to do something else sure so i'm trying to do both now and and see where that gets me but that's a real good starting point the the yoga the ddp stuff yeah Yeah, i mean so uh 
do you have like the more intense one or the just the simpler straight I got up? the first thing like when it first first came out. Oh, okay. And then just kind of sat on it and I um I played around with the, you know, again the first couple discs cuz they tell you just just do this just one workout for like 3 weeks. Sure. Don't even touch the other just discs. Just to sort of prep you for the other shit. You know. And and they show you they show you a modified version of what you 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 could do and then like an extreme version and he's in the middle. Right. So it's like you know you could really and the one guy Arthur that they use he was like a just about a paraplegic. Oh oh yeah 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 yeah. And he's doing like the extreme version of all these videos. Yeah yeah yeah. It's insane. Yeah that's that's fucking bananas. I I have faith in that stuff. I can tell you I personally have never tried. I don't even think I've really tried yoga, mm. but I'm getting at a point and an age in my life where I need to figure out again sort of what we were talking about earlier, what it is I wanted or need to train for. Uh, w- what it is and what I need out of my body, what I want my body to look like, because obviously trying to look like a bodybuilder or a pro- professional wrestler isn't really my goal anymore. And if if I did, it would just be some sort of personal thing. Like, I don't, I don't know why I need to look like I can lift people anymore. I'd rather just be healthy and look good. Sure. But again, I, I, I think perhaps yoga is something... That would be a good jump off point for me as well. Sure. Um, I hear bedazzling is also a good way to get into training. <laughs> well, you know, I think I'm into I'm into arts and crafts. I like design, so I think maybe um Sounds like you're in good shape already. Yeah. What about the fucking uh beanie booze? Isn't that Those what are called? really good beanie for your booze. yeah. Those are I good for your abs. They're good for merch. Like yeah. you know, sell them what is it, a thir- $35, you get a Beanie Boo in a yeah. picture, right? buy them at the gas station, flip them to fans. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. You take steroids with your, your girlfriend who can kick your fucking ass. Right. Yeah. Guys hey. challenge you to box, you train your girlfriend to box instead. You yeah. know, just whatever works. Yeah, and I mean, if she puts out a video about how you're beating her, crying and stuff, <laughs> and then, you know, just put out the next one that says you were just kidding. Yeah. Sweep it under the fucking rug. No, he wasn't actually beating me, even though I said I can't take this anymore and this is too much for me, <laughs> yeah. right? I think that's all normal behavior. And obviously we're talking about Maria Manic and, and Teddy Hart because they're the best people in the world. Yeah, sure. I, I've come to find out recently, though, that it just kind of dawned on me that we're we're at a time now where it just simply doesn't matter if you're a good or bad person. You just need people talking about you. It it literally doesn't matter what they're talking about you. It, it's just as, as long, long as somebody, talking. you know, I, I was thinking about Leo Rush. Fuck Donald Donald Trump. It's like as long as people are talking about you, you're over and you'll be in the spotlight. It doesn't even matter what it is. Yeah. You need people talking about you. So that's why we're going to continue to be assholes well into the next decade and millennia sure. because that's how you get people talking, folks. Not all this sugarcoating things, you know patting everybody on the back for being a loser or the same or average you know it's just we got to be done with this fucking shit yeah i mean when i'm gone as far as the social media and the podcast stuff goes you'll get two sides of things people saying i wish someone would speak the truth like jcat and then the other people would just breathe a sigh of relief you know so either (laughs) one it's fine (laughs) right they'll be like oh i'm safe i'm safe no one's gonna call me out on my shit did you did you end up posting anything about maven that fucking shit you just showed me about how uh the, the 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 wife beater thing, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Man. Yeah, like, someone else fuck? sent that to me because I start going and then people know that they're not gonna they're not gonna speak on it and they're just like, dude, did you see this you see- and this? I took screenshots and circled the parts you should pay attention to, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. That's what know. I've been saying. Man, we're living in a totally pussified goddamn world now where 
because everybody does that now. Everybody will run to you or me and they'll send me stuff, but they won't comment on it. Right. Like, what is that pussy shit, man? But I don't know. It's, I'll be that guy, though. Fuck it. Yeah, I, got, I don't I mean, mind. That's, that's neither here nor there. I, I, I obviously, mind. I wanted to make sure we covered everything about your uh, your battle with sobriety and things like that. Uh, obviously, you've touched yeah. on a little bit of advice and things. But... And, uh, yeah, the other thing is when I quit things, I I made it my mindset. What I had to set it is that thing is my enemy. Any temptation I had, any gotcha. kind of urges I had, that's it trying to win. Right. So it you might find comfort in it because that's what it used to be. But that's that's the enemy fighting. Your side of it is is winning and not doing it. And so that I had to. I'm so stubborn and I don't like losing. So if I made the thing, even if I loved it, if I turn on it. It's just, it's not going to win. I did that with cigarettes. I did that with alcohol. I'm lucky enough to have that willpower because I didn't have to go through a program. Nothing against programs. Right. Do whatever you need to get through what you got to do. I mean, it's, it, this is your fight, you sure. know. But me, I was able to turn on the thing I loved and say, it's not winning. It's absolutely not winning. I'll yeah. die before it beats me. Yeah. And I, I could say that for sure, man. I admire that about you. Um, and I have for a while. Uh, your drive and your willingness to do all the things that you do. Um, I, I definitely derive some inspiration from it. And, and certainly, as I've probably mentioned, to, to start my own show and podcast and things like that, um, people like my buddy Corey Castle, who just does whatever he wants to. He, you know, he does some stand-up. He does some acting. He still wrestles. Um, he, he's been doing a podcast uh, for a while now as well. And, you know, I just draw from all this because it's, I, I'm a very anxious person. I, I let anxiety do me in sometimes. Sure. Uh, it just creates a lot of fear of calling to make a doctor's appointment. You know what I mean? Just just yeah. the simplest things will, will fucking tear me up sometimes. And I mean, I'll get over them. But uh, again, a, a hang up with doing this was like, uh, it's got to be perfect or I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? I, I want this thing and I want this equipment and I want to have the hosting and then I want a couple, you know, and you just got to do this shit, man. You just got to fucking hunker mm-hmm. down and do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I but, feel you. But, but yeah, man, like, like I said, you, I, I really do admire that about you. I admire your, your, your drive because, and, and another reason I wanted to talk to you is because I think a lot of people should hear this and, use it as inspiration as I did and just learn from it. Like see what you had to do, see your approach, hear your approach. Because again, it just took me hearing one thing Joey Diaz said to go, okay, dude, do the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, he just spelled it out for you. There's the equation, plug in your variables and get the fucking answer you want. Yeah. You know, so, so good on you, man. Uh, thanks. Uh, congratulations on nearly seven years. Yeah. I and, appreciate and, it. and definitely keep keep on fucking keeping on, man. Of I, I I have faith in you. I know your family does. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure okay. I'm sure we'll be talking again real soon. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll be on your show in a matter of fucking, <laughs> you know, the next show, the next fucking show we decide to review. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, I guess in close, I I know perhaps we might talk a little bit more. I figured we'd take a little break or something. Sure. But um. Is there anything else you wanted to possibly share in regards to this topic or maybe even just put over your shit, talk about your show, um, put over your social media if you want to do any of that? No. Nah, um, well, I mean, as far as this topic goes, um, so we'll hit the other one on the next thing. But um, 
don't make any mistake about, you know, the type of asshole I am on social media and the judgmental prick I am on the fucking podcast and all of this <laughs> stuff. If you need help, or if you want advice on anything I do, whether it be physicality, addiction or whatever, hit me up. Like, I don't have a problem with talking to anybody that wants help getting through it. If you're just going to embrace the drunk or the drug addict lifestyle, I'll be the first one calling you a piece of shit. But if you do want to get out of it, and you want advice or just somebody to talk to, I could also be that guy. Because if you're making an attempt, I'm good with it. I've been there. But if you're not, I'm going to be the one burying you. So <laughs> it's right. kind of your call. Right. And and you've uh, legitimately shown those colors recently in regards to Joey Janela. Like you and I would dog him for the shit that he puts out there and the way that he looks. Excuse me. And, and, and everything else. Uh, and then you've also reached out to him pretty recently and said, hey, man, uh, it, it, you know, it's more or less my personal opinion that you are struggling with something, even though you say you're not. Mm -hmm. If you need help, I'm willing to help you. And, and you have my full support if you want to make that turn. And sure. yeah, obviously, he's kind of made his bed, so he's laying in it. But yeah. just just acknowledging that, you, you know, uh, you're, you're good on your word and you've shown it, you know. So yeah. if you do have any issues, if you want to talk about uh Cat health and cat care. Jay's your guy. If you want yeah. to talk about fucking getting in phenomenal shape, uh, I'm I'm staring at his 25, 30 uh, <laughs> medals that he has from Spartan races and everything else. Uh, if you want to shit on wrestling, hit up Jay. He's the fucking <laughs> yeah. guy. Um, and it, certainly, obviously, if you need any tips on on trying to beat alcoholism or, or whatever it is your vice is, he's also the go-to guy. Yeah. Um, Anything else there, Cuzzo? Nah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm J. Cat Morris on pretty much all social media. It's not really, it's, it's no gimmick. It's, I, I don't know how to make screen names and like be an avatar and talk shit about people behind a cartoon or anything. So like, yeah. it's, it's just me. And if you're not sure, he's the jerk off that's covered in tiger stripes, like all over his forearms and his back and even has a Niners tattoo. Yeah. He's serious about his fandom. You know Absolutely. what I mean? He, AKA a jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we all are. Uh, we're we're going to take a little break here, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some other shit. Thanks again for being on the show, cuz. Absolutely. Man. Talk to you soon. Who's playing?